This program is intended for mature audiences only. Welcome to the Expanded Lovemaking Show. I'm your host, Dr. Patty Taylor of ExpandedLovemaking.com, and I teach you how to make exquisite love. This is part two of a two-part show. We're talking about tantalizing techniques to keep the fires burning all year long. So, are you ready to focus on keeping the passion alive and energized within your relationship? Here's your chance. We'll be asking questions about having mind-blowing sex again and again in a stable relationship. So I'm so happy to welcome our guest for today back for part two. So hi, Lou Paget. Hello. Nice to be back again. Thank you. Yes, as I've said, she's a certified sex educator and prodigious researcher and the best-selling author of five books translated into 26 languages, including one called 365 Days of Passion, Tantalizing Tips and Techniques to Keep the Fires Burning All Year Long. So obviously we've gotten the right person for this topic. (laughs) So um, we were ending our show last time with um, a very interesting topic, which is what your men spoke about when you had the all-day men's workshops, since you have this, the men's and women's workshops privately where, where these people can sort of spill their hearts out and tell the truth and not have to worry about their partner. And what you were saying was that men uh, really want to find out how to turn their partners on. When we spoke in the first show, you said that sometimes because you were quiet, your partners would say, what's wrong? I, it really is important for me to know that I've been able to, you know, satisfy. And that's one of the things is that a lot of the information men get has been, how can we put it, it's almost like a corrupt file. And what they want, one of the most important things for them is that they want to be able to make their partner feel good. And the places where they've received the information of what makes them feel good and the feedback loop, again, we talked about how, you know, charmingly programmable we are, is from the adult industry. So they're thinking that someone is supposed to be, you know, going woo-woo-woo and jumping off the ceiling. That may not be what works for them. And yet, the biggest thing they want to do is they want to know they've made you feel good. In most men's fantasies, it is not him, you know, coming in buckets. It is him being able to make their partner feel like off the charts. Well, I think that's a, I love that. And I have a question. Do you think there's something different about the male mind where they have more of a tendency to judge and compare? Like in my example, you know, uh, I have a feeling that he might have been comparing me with his his past partner or his other girlfriend, or I'm just, you know, speaking now for maybe women like this. And maybe uh, the woman is, who's being judged might think, you know, if you'd quit comparing me to other people and just, 
get the signals that I'm sending out, and uh, we'd both be a lot better off. And I'm just wondering if there's something about men where they're more likely to do that, that they have more of a hunter-gatherer mind, and what you see is what you get in your hand, you know, that they need that external uh, noise and motion and stuff like that. I'll answer it in two ways. For most women and men, they look for the reaction that they have created that amount of pleasure for someone. And for some women, it's very disappointing, for example, if their partner does not ejaculate. That's kind of like that is what they know as being that they've created that amount of pleasure for them. Right, because that was what they had in their last. Exactly, or that is what their programming is. That is what their perception is. For men, they tend to be much more linear and focused on... I had one man, uh, he and his wife were very religious. They had just had a child. And this is to say, and they were both phenomenal athletes. So prior to this, they were had a very active sex life. And after their daughter arrived, it was like... <laughs> and he wanted to know what he could do. And one of the reasons that they wanted the information is the amount of time that they had together had shrunk. And what he would do is he would go down literally, as he called it, his checklist. (laughs) He would say, well, I have to try this and see if that works, see if this works, see if this works, see if this works. Now, he at least knew that there were different things to be trying, but he only went with this checklist. Well, we're laughing here, but I think we're, you're speaking for a lot of guys. I women. know, and that's what I told him. I said, honey, get rid of the list, please. I said, you know that parts of it are going to work. But I said, don't only hold yourself to that. So what, what, what we did is that I had said to him at one point, you have limited time. And this is another example of how couples don't talk to one another. And I said, might you, given the limited time you have, might you consider using marital aids or toys? And he goes, oh, no, uh, I couldn't possibly do that. That's only for those couples. <laughs> I said, okay. Now, remember I told you I do the session separately? Uh-huh. And I had spoken to his wife beforehand. And I said, would it surprise you if I told you your wife said, oh, sure. I'll try them. He was like this, you're kidding. Wow. I was like, nope. She said, hey, I'd be more than open to trying this. So people, again, that psychic sex of thinking that they know what the person wants or how the person's going to respond, and they often don't know. Now, for couples, the thing about, you know, going back to the fantasy thing, men wanting to make sure that they can, you know, create that amount of pleasure for her, The fantasy thing for most women often ends up being that they are so phenomenally desirable that someone can't stand it. They're just, you know, that that's who they want. So how would that play out? What would the soundtrack be on that? Um, That she is, she's so seductive and so hot that the big turn-on for her is that she is that seductive. Uh Uh-huh. And for the man, it is that he can create that amount of pleasure for her. Interesting. And really, any fantasy, any outfit, any scenario can become the fantasy that you choose, given and as long as you know what it is you want to create. So what are some examples of some fantasies that that couples like that 
And we're talking everyday normal couples like that, not out of some kinky world or whatever. But this is just like normal couples. Mm -hmm. What are some of the ones that they like to create or that Well, you know, there's more people who are getting into, as they refer to it, um, kink. And some people go, I'm really into kink. And I go, okay, what kind of kink? And they go, well, I'm not sure, but I'm into kink. (laughs) (laughs) And it's more they think they're supposed to say that. Um, there are, for many couples, uh, light bondage. The, you know, you're, you know, being forced to have to, you know, uh, deal with this. Now, this has nothing to do with force that is not of your choosing. The important thing of any play in this area or any fantasy is that the person who is considered to be the sub uh, the submissive, they're actually completely in charge. They are the ones that gives the yay or the nay or the go-ahead on what's going on. So can you give us an example of maybe a couple that might set up a, a, a fantasy scenario? I mean, the one that many couples will do is, you know, go into a bar or go into an area they don't know and do a role play of approaching and seducing one another. Well, that's hot. You know, in front of someone else or, you know, she might be sitting there uh, talking to someone else or speaking to a woman and they are like, well, why don't, you know, and they, you know, have the discussion beforehand, this is what I'd like to play. This is who I'd like to be. And act like they don't know one another. That's very, that's very common. That does sound like a lot of fun. I like that one myself. <laughs> and, you know, the the other is, you know, certain types of dress, you know, at home, in public. Many times I will see out in public a woman wearing something that I know he wants her to wear, and she is not the least bit comfortable. Uh-huh. Well, that's... And that, you know, that for me is someone who is... He's sort of trespassed on her boundaries of what are, what she's comfortable with. Interesting. You know, to to fill his own fantasy. Now, can I go back to the we were speaking of the questions that men would have? Mm-hmm. I was doing a presentation to the Cosmo staffers, and Kate White, uh, we're in the big boardroom, and they were asking me the questions I get asked, and I said, may I ask you your most commonly asked question? Now, keep in mind that the Cosmo reader skews much younger than their demo will say. So it's more 14 to 18, 19. And at that time, it was the most popularly purchased magazine on college campuses so that the men could find out what the women wanted. Now, what Kate White told me, the biggest question these women ask, how can I have an orgasm during sex? Wow. And the reason for that is their... Typically, these, you know, women, young women, when they are first being sexually active, they are doing it with someone who might be a year or two years older. And the boyfriends are saying to them, well, why aren't you having an orgasm? Why aren't you doing this? All of my other girlfriends have orgasms. Well, that's a turn on, huh? (laughs) Right, which I have to tell you, when I make that statement in the ladies' seminar, the whole room laughs. Right. Because, and so here's the thing, these young women are thinking they're supposed to be having this because everybody else had it, which is why they then fake. 
And that leads to, again, that, you know, corrupted file of the men thinking, like, the old boyfriends of yours who were saying, I want you to be making more noise. Uh It may have been that she was making noise that would not have been truly connected to something, you know, that was a genuine physiological response, but she knew that this is something that is that partners are looking for. Yeah, and I think it was also, um, I think it's a thing, and it's human nature, though. It's the ego, you know, as opposed to being fully in your body. I mean, to contrast when you said give people a really gorgeous full-body hug, I mean, you're not in your ego then, but if if you're just in your ego... That's when you're you're sort of in your performance. How am I doing? And you're comparing and judging. And and women do women will do the same. It's not like how many different positions can you use? And I've had women go like, "Whoa, slow down, pal." Yeah, we all have an ego, right? You know, where, where's the you know where's the camera? I just want to enjoy being with you. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, we're going to take a break. So we are talking to Lou Padgett about keeping the fires burning in a stable relationship. And you can find out more about Lou Padgett at her website, L-O-U-P-A-G-E-T.com. She gives seminars and other events, and she has, I don't know, five books and articles and other things. So a fun website to go check out. I'm Dr. Patty Taylor, creator of a brand new system called Expand Her Orgasm Tonight, the 21-day program for partners. Discover your hidden abilities to take your sex and love life to the next level and beyond. Check out my program at expandherorgasmtonight.com. Get my free mini course and three free expanded orgasm guides at expandherorgasmtonight.com. I guarantee your satisfaction. We're back, and we're talking to Lou Padgett. So um, what are some other things? Uh, you have a book on uh, how to keep the fires burning. What are some of your suggestions? In the, um, the 365 Days of Sensational Sex, and it doesn't mean sex every day. People go like this, oh, my God, I'd be exhausted. Uh-huh. <laughs> but that book, The Great Lover Playbook, what I did is I asked, because people said, people must tell you everything. And I said, yeah, they kind of do. And they said, what are the secrets that long-term lovers, what are they shared with you? What are their behaviors? What are the things that, that they do that work? And that's the basis for this book. So literally, if it was not something that worked for somebody, if it didn't work, it's not in this book. If it worked, it's in it. Wow, sounds like a great book. So what are some of the things that worked? There's... Having in the in the behavior category, is there anything that has someone that turns their head more than your attention? Your attention is the most seductive behavior you've got, period. And if someone turns to you and goes, wow, there is something about you, quite frankly, you don't care what that is. You're just glad you've got it. Mm-hmm. And true. the majority of affairs occur because of attention. And as I tell people, if you are not paying attention to your relationship, someone or some 
thing else will, whether that is a sport, more things at work, or another person. That is, that is just how we as human beings are constructed. The other thing, when I talked about the, the attention, you can, when you have the intention of your attention, you, I mean, that's how people refer to someone as being tremendously charismatic. They go in to the person. Does that make sense? What I sure. Think? Can you give us some examples of attention and charisma? I love I love what you're saying. Um, when someone puts, let's say someone walks into a room. There's a group of people standing around, and they walk up to people and they go, "Hi, I'm so and so. How are you? It's nice to meet you. Tell me a little bit about yourself." Um, you know. Now, at that point, people are like little plants. They sort of, and with the sunshine on them, boop, they open up. And they're like, wow. And then they'll say, that person is, you know, that person is so nice. And the reason that they are and the reason that they attract people to them is because they put the focus on the other person. They are interested in people. Now, when you talk about the it factor, you know, some people having the it factor, I don't know whether or not you can manufacture that. I think that some people just have it and some people don't. But what you can do is use your behavior to create a different response from people. One of the other things I will tell people, listening to words is one thing. Pay more attention to their behavior. Their behavior will speaks volumes for what's going on. So anyone who tells you how much they love you and then they go and do something that's not loving, mm, I'm sorry, your loving statement just kind of got eradicated. And one behavior that I will tell you that long-term lovers have said is the number one behavior, hands down, that keeps things together is respect. Uh-huh. Beautiful. Because when you respect your partner, there's just certain things you will not do and certain things you absolutely will do. Now, I love that. Now, I heard that the, one of the greatest turn-ons for women is actually when, when their partner will help them with the dishes. Is there any truth to that? I will tell you, one of the biggest turn-ons for women is when someone helps them with the number of things they have to do. Main reason being that then allows them to have the time to switch from whether it is mom, whether it is helping the kids with homework, whether it is cleaning something. Most women come home to about three or four jobs. Most men walk in the door and sit down with the remote, I'm sorry to say. And for women, if they know that, you know, but men who have kids, they also do the same thing of, you know, the the laundry, the the homework, people being given time to switch to partner mode, from parent mode, from work mode, then allows them to have the time to go back to their partner. Yeah, it's such a turn-on, and it's almost like a biological sort of caveman, cavewoman thing, you know. It's it's like if a guy can't go out and get a woman a piece of mastodon, you know, (laughs) but (laughs) maybe he can, you know, 
take out the garbage and set up the room really nice. And that, we women will take that. Right. You know, or go, go, you know, do something being finished and then go around and go, oh, um, uh, give me the spray, I'll do, you know, the marble countertop, something like that. In the same way, if a man who sees all the things that a woman has to do and helps her with that is almost as seductive as a man who can make a woman laugh. And both have the same underlying principle. A man who can make a woman laugh gets her. A man who sees things that he can do for his partner gets her. Well, I'm really glad you're saying that. You know, uh, nowadays there's a lot of of stuff out on the Internet uh, about being a bad guy or a nice guy, and and there's a lot of people saying, you know, women all go for the bad bad boys. No, they don't. Is there any truth in that? Well, here's the thing. Women get raised with kind of the, speaking of fantasies, the fantasy of the bad boy who's attracted to her will act differently with her than he did with everybody else. Au contraire. (laughs) That's why he's a bad boy, right? You know, here's the deal. Most bad boys get a lot of stuff and get a lot of action and a lot of sex because they know they have manners and they know how to be seductive. But they also have their own way of operating. And let's be honest. And leopard spots don't change. They just get bigger. You know, when I read read the, the, the bad boy stuff, I have thought, boy, if somebody tried that on me, I would just run in the opposite direction. I, I mean, are we talking about the pickup artist nonsense? Yeah, well, okay. a little bit. I mean, for that's some of it. I mean, here's the thing. You uh, may be able uh, to pick someone up, but do you, once you get them into the bed, do you know what you're doing? Right. It's, I mean, it's, it, who cares? I mean, that's not, that's, and that's really not connecting with someone. That's like getting someone, telling someone, and using different forms of kind of like psychological warfare. Yeah, well, a lot of the pickup artists will say, you know, to sort of mistreat a woman, to put her down. And... Yeah, put her down or say you got something here and, you know, and going in before she has a chance to make a response. First off, it's usually not going to work with women who have a level of self-confidence who go, what are you doing? Right, and it also doesn't sound like it's appropriate for a stable relationship, which is really where we're going on this show. <laughs> well, here's and here's the thing. Most people want to be with someone who has their back and who likes them for them, not because of the size of their wallet or the size of their breasts. Now, if that's what's happening in a relationship, that's okay, too, as long as you know that's why you're there. But I will tell you, Patty, the reason that I see the majority of relationships and marriages come apart it's because people are picking at the wrong time. What does that mean? Oh, I see. Wrong time of life. Well, they're picking. They're not picking the right person. They're picking it based on a checklist. Or it's the right time for me to be having this in my life. So, okay, time to look at available option A, B, C. Oh, I like that. I like that. Okay, great. Then they choose the person. So instead of choosing the right person, they choose at the right time. And then main reason why most people choose is to start a family. Interesting. And then when you choose with that as the focus, when you have children, you are stripped to the basics of who you are. You, and at which point, people will have a child like a year, 
few years afterwards, and then they go like this, oh, my God, who did I marry? What was I thinking, right? (laughs) And yet, they didn't really, they married something based on, as I say to people, please don't choose based on a list. Choose based on the person. And if the reason you're choosing someone is because of external things, stand still and get ready for them to change, because they will. But if you choose someone who has your back and has your heart, for the majority of men, when they see the woman that they want, you might as well slap a shark fin on their head and play the theme song from Jaws because they don't hear no. And they're very focused on that. And the woman's like this, what? (laughs) Yet, that man knows that's the woman he wants. He's looking for that reaction, which is why if someone is in a relationship and the woman is the one who constantly has her foot, we're talking about heterosexual here, constantly has her foot on the gas pedal, you know, things may continue. It's not that the woman doesn't make the decisions, but here's the difference. When a man sees a woman he wants, This is not politically correct, but he starts adopting what I refer to as leg-lifting behaviors. He does not want anyone else around her. He will make plans six months in the future with her in mind, and he will do whatever he needs to do to be in front of her, okay, versus where the woman is like, when are we getting together? What's happening? This man then does not have that woman as his focus. She has him as the focus. Well, that's a good good thing for... Uh, I love I love your model, and I, I think that's a, um, a great thing to keep in mind. If, if you're a woman and wondering, you know, is this, is this the right guy for me? And, you know, it's a good predictor of what to expect. Right. I mean, pay attention to his behavior. If he tells you on, you know, uh, oh, gee, you know, I just wasn't really able to get a hold of you. What a crock of hoo-hoo. Let me (laughs) tell you, if a man wants to get a hold of you, I don't care if he's on a rocket ship to somewhere, he will find a way to do it. Yeah, so if his his dog ate your phone number, not a good (laughs) time. It's kind of like, next contestant, please. I like that. I I totally agree. You know, you can tell pretty soon pretty much where things are. And if someone... And here's the thing, ladies, please, if a man says he is not interested in a relationship, believe him. (laughs) Men typically won't lie. They will tell you the most important things within the first couple of times that you may see them. And if you are making things readily available for them without taking care of yourself first, let's say relative to sex, Please don't expect a different reaction. And a little FYI, even if this has you've never had a one-night stand before or a hookup before or, you know, sex on the first date before, even if you say that to him, he doesn't believe you. Right. Well, that's a good one, too. Anyway, we're going to take a break. We're talking to Lou Paget and about tantalizing techniques to keep the fires burning and obviously picking the right person is a really good starting point. Please stay with us. Imagine if you could become a way better lover in her eyes. 
Women, do you want deeper intimacy and orgasms far more intense, prolonged, and vivid than anything you've ever experienced? Expand Her Orgasm Tonight is an instantly downloadable, easy-to-learn 21-day training system for partners. Let Dr. Patty teach you the art of expanded orgasm. The genital massage techniques coupled with mind and heart opening practices will give you both full body, full being, orgasmic experiences. Then wait and see what happens. Curious? Want to expand her orgasm tonight? Oh yeah. And it's totally free to find out more. Get the three free pleasure guides plus the free orgasmic techniques mini course. And when you're ready, get $100 off the original cost with promo code SAVE at expandherorgasmtonight.com. We're back, and we're talking to Lou Paget. You can find out more about Lou Paget at loupaget.com, L-O-U-P-A-G-T.com. And let's continue. Um, maybe what would be a great fantasy or way to set the mood uh, if you wanted to just have a great night tonight? <laughs> uh, first off, treat yourself like you're special. Hmm? Do something. Set the, set the stage for it. There's a reason why they refer to things as seduction dinners. Because you are being, again, going back to the attention, you're creating something special. Now, look, even if that is two votive candles, those two little votive candles change the energy of the room. Mm, how romantic. <laughs> I'm already getting warm just <laughs> thinking about it. And FYI, don't use a scented candle if you're serving food. Uh-huh. The olfactory scent will impact with your ability to taste the food that you've just so carefully prepared. Uh-huh. And have something that is a, you know, an easy to make. Don't eat a lot of food. Little Good point. Good. These are brilliant points. You know, and if you are having spicy food, you both must have the spicy food. Uh-huh. I had one woman who was Hungarian, and her comment to me was, if you are having spicy food, you both must have food. Calories <laughs> must blend. Aha, uh-huh. good point. <laughs> because everything you eat does change what your own secretions taste like. So if someone has a very, very mild, very, you know, bland, you know, pasta, and someone has Caesar salad and, you know, something else, it's like you are not going to blend. Shrimp firecrackers. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Here's another thing for an evening of the two of you together, and I say this to couples all the time, turn the damn TV off. Please. You have then created a third person in the room. That's why I tell couples, listen, if you want to have more things happen in your bedroom, turn your TV off. Uh huh, and the computer and the Blackberry. And everything. You know, I think it's lovely to be able to stay in contact, but if you are with someone, how can you have the focus be them if your brain is responding to the little bing bong of your Blackberry telling you to, you know, answer it? And here's yes. the thing your brain is experiencing a very positive rush for you to go and answer that. Yeah, I've had more more p- potential dates killed by uh, having a guy just sort of hooked onto his BlackBerry. Yeah. 
it's like, you know, why why are you here? Especially powerful men, you know, carry around the black bear, but probably powerful women too, right? Mm-hmm. It's like they're it's a good sign they're not plugged into you anyway. Well, I think a very good, I think a seductive move on anyone's part is if they hear it go off, they just go, sorry about that, let me turn that off. Uh-huh, good, good. I mean, then, it then has you go, oh, I am special. Right, and everyone else wants him, but I've got him. Right, now, <laughs> here's the other thing. For women, just a little FYI, men want to be with women that they are proud to be seen with, which then rules out the sleazoid factor. Men, you know, they want to be with a woman that all the other men want to be with, uh-huh. but they also want a woman they're proud to be seen with. Okay, so low-cut dress, but not too low-cut. Correct. Here's the thing. You want to look... Um, they want the one that everyone else wants, yet... He has her, and, you know, she's not going anywhere. She's, you know, she's with him. That is so true. And this is not about having to, it always surprises me, and this has always surprised me. Women are supposed to be displaying many more body parts, and the guys all look like schlubs. What is that? Yeah, it's true. Yet, hey, if that's, you know, if that's what's rocking your boat, go for it. But this is the thing of don't, here's the thing for both women and men, don't sell yourself short, please. And if the more, the most appealing people are the people who like themselves. Now, we're not talking about, you know, Eric and Erica ego. We are talking about people that, that really do enjoy their lives. Think of when you come into a room and people are laughing in the corner. Is that not magnetic? Yeah, totally. And that's the thing of, you know, for anyone in a relationship, I mean, humor and someone who is kind is, I mean, that's magnetic. One of the most scary things for men is an angry woman. Well, that, that's, uh, that's got to be true. <laughs> it's it's something that it's it, that now here's the thing it doesn't mean you can't be angry it just means that handled the right way you get the information across um John Gottman who has a clinic i believe it's in Seattle or in the north northwest has a weekend that he will put couples through and watches their behavior from closed-circuit cameras and can tell you within like a 95% accuracy rate whether or not the relationship is going to last. And one of the biggest things that has couples stay together is how they resolve an issue. And if it makes them laugh or if one of them goes like, I can't believe you did this, And that is one of the biggest indicators that the relationship has legs. Well, so I think that's a great point for our listeners is to uh, have that as a gold standard for, you know, looking at your own relationship. True. I mean, it's true. Great lovers make the comment, we don't pick fights, we're not looking for trouble. 
and they resolve things quickly. Okay, well, we're coming to the end of our show. Thank you for that. Uh, I was wondering, before we close the show, if you could tell us a little bit about, you know, what you do with couples. Okay. Uh, Myself, I'm a certified sexuality educator, ASEX certified. It's the largest certifying body um, worldwide. And I, as an educator, will bring a couple in. I will speak with uh, one partner first and then the other partner second. And the, the reason I do that is to have people be able to say that invariably one or two sentences that they've never said to their partner. Make sure we get that on the table. I don't, I'm not a therapist, but what I do do is I look at the behaviors that other people have said, this is what works, and I look at the behaviors that people may not know is getting in the way of the two of them connecting. And I do things uh, in two one-hour sessions and then a final session with them, and I want them to get it, go out the door, and work on it. That's wonderful. And do you ever do this by phone, or is it usually mm-hmm. in person? Um, it's, it is easier in person because I can see uh, body dynamics. Mm-hmm. But I can certainly ask questions. I can certainly do things over the phone. I because see. Myself, I'm in, you know, Los Angeles area. Right. And you do do seminars all over the world, so you get around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Okay, well, we are going to bring this to a close, and um, I was just thinking, even if you were in a good relationship, I think that would be really fun to go and, and see you and just find out what my partner hasn't told me, right? Because I'm imagining, I don't even know what he hasn't told me, but there's got to be something. <laughs> Probably. Probably all kinds of stuff, right? Oh, yeah. my God, the laundry and, list. Yeah and, yeah, and here's the thing. Sometimes <laughs> it's one sentence that they go, wow. It's like, you're kidding. You know, that they're just so glad somebody will listen to them, right? Mm. And here's the other thing, just to finish with one point. Typical therapy is not safe for a lot of men because they're often being dragged into something to be told what the woman wants them to be told. Right, I can imagine sex therapy. They're like, oh, yeah, I'll go to that. <laughs> right. And the, the therapists are often hired by the woman. Right, right. So I, I, I could see where you'd, you'd be very popular uh, with, with the men and probably with the women when they understand. Right. Yeah. Okay, well, we are going to close the show. I'd, again, I invite you to leave us with an inspiring thought. Only you can take care of your relationship. And... It doesn't. It's not something that is a huge amount of work, but it has to be something that has a circle to it, and you both get the benefit. Well, that's beautiful. So I want to thank you for coming on the show today. I've learned a whole lot and had my a pleasure. great time talking to you. My pleasure. Yes, it's been my pleasure, too. So <laughs> thank you, thank you for coming on. And I want to thank our listeners for listening. Please send me email to patty at personallifemedia.com. For text and transcripts, go to personallifemedia.com, where you can also sign up to get regular updates of our show. This is your host, Dr. Patty Taylor, and that's all for now. I remain yours in ever-expanding lovemaking, and I will see you next week. Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com. 